Startup Life Hacks, Episode 11. I always recommend entrepreneurs just to get started and you'll figure out the answers um, as you go along. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Ro Melkabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest. Between class, work, sports, and a social life, most college students don't have time for anything else. This isn't the case for John McKillian. I met John when I first joined the Entrepreneur Society Club at SDSU about three years ago. Somehow, John found a time to write, self-publish, and sell a book through Amazon called Reality Check a college student survival guide, which outlines the positive and negative aspects of the real world. We've reconnected recently, and I came to find out that he published another book. So please welcome to the mic, John McCallion. Uh Thanks for that awesome intro, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, that's, yeah, uh, on, on, on a day-to-day basis, I basically go to school. Um, I do my YouTube videos on entrepreneurship. And you know how college students and uh, aspiring entrepreneurs can can kind of create their own startups and market it. Um, I've also actually written and published a book called Entrepreneur Cheat Sheet, which is kind of like a little handbook on how entrepreneurs can can get started. Because the thing about entrepreneurship, you know, for for you know, it's been around for a while, but there's never been you know like a way or like a written way for for entrepreneurs to get started. It's kind of been like all over the place and every man for himself and. You know, when I got started, I didn't have that resource. So that's why, you know, after after publishing my first book, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, let me do it myself. You know, let me just write a book where someone can, can you know, read it and kind of get an idea or even get started on a startup based on the information in the book. So it's really cool. Is this an ebook also? Yes, it's a Kindle book and also a paperback. Okay. So here at Startup Life Hacks, we concentrate on the journey of the entrepreneur. Each person has their own unique path that brought them to where they are today. So let's begin by asking, what was your upbringing like? What was your professional and personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Um, I think one of the things that helps is uh, my, my father, he's self-employed. So, you know, I come from a very entrepreneurial family. And also, you know, ever since I was 17, I started getting into sales jobs. And I quickly realized that sales was my thing and I was really good at it. So I just kept going. And I realized how valuable and important those sales skills be, uh, were when I, you know, uh, began as an entrepreneur, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, creating a product is, you know, some of the work, but you're also going to have to, you know, pitch to investors, pitch it to your consumers, all that good stuff. And that's where my sales skills really come in. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And you always got to be ready when someone asks you like, hey, what do you do? Then exactly. you got to give them a 10 second speech. Yeah, you have to have it ready. You know, you have to know what you're doing. Um, you know, elevator pitch of six seconds is different. So 10 seconds, you have to know what you're doing or, or else you're going to, you know, you're going to be all over the place and that's not good. Exactly. Now, who was that idol that you, you had when you were growing up? Um, it's gonna, it's, it's Kobe Bryant. I know it's like not, a, you know, a direct uh, idol because he's not an entrepreneur. But the thing with me and Kobe, I mean, I grew up a huge Lakers fan. I'm from L.A. So just seeing his mentality and his work ethic, I, I see a lot of myself in him in that aspect. 
Um, I mean, obviously I can't play basketball as well as he is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, just, just the way he, just the way he approaches the game is kind of like very similar to how I do it. You know, like when, you know, when, when I'm in a startup, you know, I'm a fun guy, but at the same time, you know, I like to get work done. So I've always seen a lot of myself in him and that's why I've always looked up to him and I try to model myself with him. So yeah, I mean, I, I really look up, to, I, I look up to him a lot. I mean, you've got a lot on your plate. Like how are you able to fit into the hobbies that you have? So what are your favorite hobbies? Good question. Um, you know, as it's funny because as when you become an entrepreneur, all the hobbies kind of go out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so focused on, you know, doing uh I mean it, it, it's funny because you don't even realize that you're not really um, you know, f- focusing on hobbies, it just kinda happens. You, you know, you're always thinking about your startup or, you know, whatever you're working on at the moment. Um, but when I do have time, I like to play basketball. I you know, I like to hang out with friends, I like going to the beach, just um you know just just have a good time i'm a pretty simple guy so i mean it's funny that you say that how entrepreneurs they kind of forget about their hobbies because you know that i, I feel victim to that also i mean i used to like going out surf go hiking but i don't usually do that anymore right you get so you know it and that that's that's a good thing if you didn't it would be a bad thing because you know, you're, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. And then if you don't, you know, if you don't kind of like fall in love with, with what you're doing and when obstacles come up, you're going to want to quit or you're going to want to, you know, step away from that. And that's how you know, that's not the right thing. So it's good that, you know, if you're, if you're falling in love and you're passionate about what you're doing and just keep grinding at it, you know, that's then, then you're doing the right thing. Keep grinding. Love it. Exactly. <laughs> well, we are now going to concentrate on how this business got started. And maybe some of our listeners can use the same tactics once they start their own venture. So what strategies did you use to fund your business? Um, the good thing is that uh, self-publishing is becoming really popular. So my first business, I guess you can say, is my book. Because, you know, book publishing, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you had to uh, go with a publisher who made you buy maybe like 10, 15,000 copies. So you would have to pay uh, maybe like 50 grand up front. But now with self-publishing, there are a lot of platforms where you can send in your book and turn uh, from the cover to the text inside the book. And um, you can order as many copies as you like. And also, um, you know, there wasn't a huge startup cost. So I hired a graphic designer um, and, you know, I, I wrote the book, I hired an editor. So I was basically able to fund everything myself, you know, it probably cost maybe a couple hundred bucks. So it wasn't, you know, uh, where it was like a tech startup where I needed like 25, 50 K or even a hundred grand. So, um, you know, I was, you know, in terms of like not needing an investment was, was something that I really enjoyed because um, it just let me focus on my book and finishing it and marketing it. Awesome. Now, did you consider putting your book in the audio format? Um, I've been getting some requests. Um, I've, I've been thinking about doing I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Well, maybe in the future, you'll, you'll see your book in Audible. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That'll be cool. Now, describe a moment in your business when you felt like giving up. What was it that kept you going and who and what motivated you to keep trying? Okay, so the thing with entrepreneurship, I think, is that every, okay, I, I think it's kind of, I call it stop and go because, um, well, with me, I came up, when I came up with my book, I put it on Amazon and uh, I realized that Amazon doesn't really do any marketing for you. So you have to kind of like push your own traffic to the, the website. And I wasn't really, you know, familiar on how to do that. Um, so what I decided to do was, um, I decided to zero in on my target and I started selling the book 
through college bookstores. And that's when it started doing really well. So, you know, if you, if you're an entrepreneur and have a product that's not doing well, think about whether or not you're, you're reaching your target audience and how, or if they can see it, you know, you don't want to, if you have, uh, if you're selling a cell phone, you don't want to put in a grocery store, for example. So, uh, you know, college students might be at a grocery store, but not, it might not be somewhere where they would be looking for a cell phone for your product. So I think that's super important. Exactly. That's a good point. Now, tell us a story about a great success you've had as an entrepreneur. So one of, one of the things that I'm really proud of and honored is uh, I actually became the president of the um, Entrepreneurship Club at Cal State LA. Um, it's called Echo. And uh, oh, Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. So uh, we're, we're, what we're going to be doing this quarter is we're going to do workshops and helping students by giving them hands-on experience on how they can come up with an idea for a startup and you know from the development to the fundraising to the marketing aspect of it they're going to really um, become knowledgeable about it and just being able to to you know share some of the information and experience that i've learned throughout the years as an entrepreneur and giving it back to these students is you know i see as a huge success and it's very rewarding to me where, where do you see yourself five years from now um, good question. <laughs> you know, hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully I'll be doing whatever I'm doing now, you know, just uh, as an entrepreneur, but on a bigger scale to the point where I can, you know, um, just just, you know, uh, have more successful startups, but also at the same time, have enough time and resource to give back to the community and help them get started as well. Because the thing about uh, college students is that I know a lot of a lot of us, we're, uh, we're graduating school and, you know, we go out to the real world and not, it's not really what we expected. So we have, you know, trouble finding a job and that's when college students are starting to become entrepreneurs, which is beautiful because entrepreneurship, you know, is, is risk has its rewards. So, you know, you, you get to um, exercise your creativity and you put your ideas to work. So, you know, I love that. Um, and, you know, hopefully five years from now, I'll be able to help out and reach out to more college students and kind of put programs in places where they can take advantage of and, you know, help, uh, help them start their own startups. And that's really how the millennials are are doing it nowadays. Like, there's so much competition out there, and then it really forces you to think. And these college students are now becoming entrepreneurs, like you just said, and creating all these amazing products, helping out the people around them. So, yeah, it's a really amazing thing. Right. And something I wanted to add to your point is that you know, with millennials, um, maybe like 10, 20 years ago, uh, these entrepreneurs would have you know been would have been really focused on competing against each other. But millennials all are all are about collaboration. So, you know, you see people um, at incubators or coffee shops, you know, coming from different backgrounds, different perspectives and working together on, you know, creating the ultimate startup, if you will. So I think that's that's amazing as well. Exactly. I love it. Now, we are now entering my favorite, the superhero round. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of superheroes. We all imagine what it would be like to gain these incredible powers and the types of things we would do if we had them. Now, what is your entrepreneur superpower? Hmm. I think it would probably have the um, invisibility because that way I can kind of see what students are doing when I'm not around when it comes to their startups because sometimes they might try to be taking shortcuts whenever whenever I give the workshops. So <laughs> if I'm invisible and I walk around the classroom, I can you know really uh, you know sit down with them and see what they're thinking and what, how they're collaborating. So. Um, I think I'd be able to give them better feedback. Whereas, you know, if I walk up to them and, you know, they just give me some, some stuff that, you know, they just made up or whatever. <laughs> so that's the superpower that you wish you had? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not the most exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your superpower? Um, superpower, probably invisibility. I don't know. I, I really like the idea oh, of, thing. yeah, 
I, I really like that. Just you know, just being able to you know not be seen, and but at the same time, be able to see see the world in a you know um, in a different perspective. Because the thing about reality is that you know it's perspective and how you perceive it. There's no you know there's no such thing as reality. It's all about how you see it. So you know if you go up to people that you normally socialize with, but if you're invisible, they can kind of get really get a feel for how what they think about you and. Um, you know, whether or not they're, they're genuine, genuinely friends with you or whatever, you know. Now, what would you say is your kryptonite? Probably my impatientness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not a very patient person, um, but I've been, you know, the thing is that life teaches you to be patient, whether or not you like it. So over time, I've been able to, um, to calm myself down and, you know, just, just take time, take things slowly, but execute at the same time. So, yeah, it's definitely the fact that I'm not impatient or the fact that I am impatient. Now, we are now answering the final questions of the interview. And these are the tools that you would recommend that would really help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. So share an internet resource or app that you use daily and would recommend to our listeners. Um, I really like using Evernote because it, it keeps um, me organized. Whether whether I'm doing workshops or whether I'm doing YouTube videos, Evernote always finds a place in my workflow because when I type notes in it, it's synced on my computer with the uh, with the uh, Mac or with the Evernote Mac app, and also at the same time, it's also synced on my phone. So no matter where I go, I'll have those notes. Um, because in order to be successful, you have to have um, a detailed action plan. So when you're using an app like Evernote or any other note taking app, I feel like it kind of he- keeps you on track and keeps your ideas all in one place. And that way, you're not all over the place, and you're spending more time on executing rather than wondering what your ideas were. Besides your book, Reality Check. What is one book that you would recommend to our listeners? Probably Rich Dad Poor Dad. I really like Robert that Kiyosaki. One. Yeah, right. One of my favorite books. Yeah, it's an awesome book. I definitely recommend that one for sure. What would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail? Probably come with like an ultimate tech startup where it helps um, people meet new people based on their interests and location. Um, because one of the things I re- realized when I went to San Diego is that whenever you move to a new city, it's really hard to meet new people. Well, it's not that it's not hard, but just finding or finding people who have the same interests as you. So if I can kind of come up with with uh, you know with an app or some type of um, system where people can meet each other and you know get all the funding that I can from investors, knowing that I wouldn't fail, that would be amazing. <laughs> kind of like an Uber for entrepreneurs, right? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So for people who want to start up their own businesses, what would be key pieces of advice you would give? Um, just get started. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they take the, you know, they always wait for the so-called perfect moment or the so-called perfect equipment. Or, you know, they always think that there's a magical time when, when they're supposed to start, when in reality, no one or most entrepreneurs don't know what they're doing when they get started. You know, I always recommend entrepreneurs just to get started and you'll figure out the answers um, as you go along. Now, what is the best way they could follow you? Do you have a Facebook, Twitter, website? Um, yeah, I do have a website. It's my name, John McKellian, or www.johnmckellian.com. And the best way to get in touch with me is on Twitter, which is um, at MR, Mr. John McKellian. Thank you, John, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneurial journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive, keep grinding. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with John as well as the resources he recommended, 
navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash John McKillian. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. If you have an idea, just start. There are so many ideas that people come up with, but what's important is the actual execution and learning from your mistakes. This is what John did when he first published his first book. He had no idea how to market his book and thought Amazon would do the work for him. He knew that in order for him to sell, he would have to zero in on his market and find out where college students were purchasing books. Once he was able to do that and sell the book in college bookstores, it took off. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you. Don't forget to rate and review. We read every review and it tells us if we're moving in the right direction. It also allows this podcast to grow and be heard so more people can listen. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.